You're listening to Inspirato Projecto on K-Chung Radio. Thank you so much, Grandma, for contributing to the opening of Inspirato Projecto podcast. Um, I'm so excited to share with you another episode of Inspirato Projecto podcast. We've got Fun Facts by Henry D. Horse. I'll be talking about Crimes and Capers, the channel that I help out with that uh, appears on Apple TV, Fire TV, and mostly on Roku TV. That's where it seems to be getting the most viewers. It's the old uh, crime shows, Cops and Robbers, uh, FBI versus Mafia, old movies, old TV shows, Sherlock Holmes, all kinds of great stuff. There's a few few colored uh, movies on there. One that I saw called The Master, which I remembered since I was a little kid. I remembered that one. It was a ninja and a young fellow who kind of looks like a cross between Screech and uh, James Conn's son. I swear, the kid looks like a cross between those guys. And, you know, so the ninja and him team up. And I just remember these specific scenes, like the one where the ninja is climbing across the telephone line and the, the van doesn't see him, but he jumps down on top of the van. And that was foreshadowing for later on when the, the, uh, the guy who reminds me of Screech and uh, James Conn's son, where then he has to go across a tightrope. So... Yes, I talk about crimes and capers in here. Uh, Oh, by the way, you can participate in this uh, podcast. I love participation. I love it. And uh, two ways you can do that. One, you can call the hotline, 561-203-9179-er, which, by the way, we will, in fact, hear a, uh, a message from someone who called in. You can also... Visit anchor.fm slash projecto and click on the voice message thing. There's a little button there. Just go ahead and press that and leave a little message and I'll put it on here. Give me any questions and I'll uh, try to find the answers. Do you have questions for me? Do you have questions about, I don't know, anything? So send them in and I will I will broadcast you on Inspirato Projecto. This, this is, by the way, it's distributed on iTunes, Google Podcast, Amazon uh, Music, iHeart, Pandora. I mean, I went haywire with this podcast. Um, I'm learning that I'm getting about, at this moment, because I took a long, long, long hiatus, um, At this moment, I seem to be doing pretty good with these numbers here. It seems it looks like I'm getting like 30 new new listeners a week. I love that. I love that there are that many people out there who resonate with um, these concepts. Uh, also, in this episode. Remember last episode I was talking about found poetry? This episode will find some found poetry in a major way. 
very, very surprising way. Also, mysterious things happening with my neighbors who live across, across the way, across the way, an apartment complex over there, something very strange. Plus, I'll riff on a song. I got a song, real quick song. Plus, I hang out at a vegan fest with my sister Jenny and her fiancé Mike. Plus, uh, guess what will be happening here? The facepalm theme song. That's right. Did, by the way, did I say there was a Henry D. Horse fun fact in here? Richard Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley Films, he, he says hello to us as well. I love that. I love that. So... All right, let's 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 dive on in. Let's what are we waiting for? Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. April 23rd, 223 p.m. right now. Um, incredible. On my way right now to uh, up with Gio and Lino, two of these guys that um, I've known for some time now. Gio is the one who, I think I've told you about him, he's the one who has um, um, just a lot of contracts with people for different things. He's, he's, he's got like a book filled of these agreements and things that um, he has concocted with various uh, officials, I'll say. Various officials from the Philippines and other places. And he's always, as far as I've known him, he's always had different plates spinning. Huge projects, big projects. Uh, the thing has always just kind of been, in the past, finding financing for these things. So, um, I don't know if it's just a case of waiting for the right project to come along that just fits in perfectly with resources he already has, or if it's finding resources that click with the projects that. You know, I don't, I don't know what the inner workings are of that. I imagine, as I'm saying this, I imagine like a lockpick. Like the tumblers, I always heard of tumblers are in there. And they go, chikoo, chikoo, chikoo. you got to match up just the right way. So, maybe that's what it's like. Who knows? No, for sure. It's hot out, niggas. It's, uh, it's the sun out, niggas. Um, so, you don't know, you don't know, but today, I feel really good about today, because what's so cool is, um, going to meet up with my buddy Mike and his buddy Joe, or inventors, and, um, they've invented something pretty cool, they're going to see if maybe Geo has financing resources to make this happen so I'm going to meet up with these guys and uh, after I go to Geo's office in 
Los Angeles somewhere. I'm on my way to the uh, subway now. Uh, after that, then I'm going to... Um, oh, yeah, that is the smart idea. Walk in the, walk in the shade. I'm walking on sunshine. Um, yeah, meet, meet up with Mike, his buddy Joe. They've got some inventions. Lately, what I've been doing is really focusing on... Uh, I've, I've, throughout my whole life, I've enjoyed connecting people. Connecting people together who have talents, uh, openings. Um, yeah, it's like finding the outlet, finding the plug, finding the outlet, right plug for the right outlet. Get that currency going, get that, that uh, energy flowing in between and um, it's always been fun and uh, TikTok has really taught me a lot about that really paying close attention to particular vibes really staying attention you know paying attention to particular vibes and uh, seeing how they meld with each other you know it's so interesting I was just talking with my buddy about vampires the other day and just now I don't know if you heard him ride past on their skateboards a guy and his girlfriend rode past on skateboards and uh, the girl was uh, I would say dressed like a vampire very very pale very white skin um, goth if you will skateboarding goth I think that'd be interesting for, for the skateboarding goths. I bet there's a lot of them. There's a certain science. I bet it, well, I was going to say, but there's a lot of them who know how to ride on the skateboard in such a way where... So imagine, like, if you have one of those trench coats that go <laughs> down to your feet or uh, some kick-ass cape, some really cool cape. If there's a way to, do, you know, float on the skateboard, because it looks like you're just floating. You just float on the skateboard with the cape. You know, um, maybe you'd have to use some wires or something. So you don't run over the cape, but something where basically it just looks like you're floating. And uh, that was the image I got right then. So yes, I'm looking forward to watching these connections happen. Seeing what evolves from it. Throughout my life, every time I've come across someone who was talented, um, had a hobby, um, did, did the thing that they could care less whether anyone else was watching or not, whatever you want to call that. Um, so seeing these folks with these kinds of um, Skills, talents, etc., passions, hobbies, and linking them together. Especially when you see they can speak each other's language, you know, and they can uh, talk shop, as as they say. As like I, I would consider, you know, sh- talking shop not just reserved for. I think we talked about this before. Not just reserved for the auto mechanic folks um, who are talking about. 
auto mechanic shops, shop stuff, but also talking shop of any sort of deep dive, you know, into an interest that one has for a particular thing, whether it's, let's say, Pokemon, whether it is uh, spoon collecting, whether it is stamp collecting, whether it is uh, whatever it is, whatever that thing is. It's great when you can open up and really, really talk the language with these people. It's awesome. It's great. Because what's the alternative? Standing in a crowd of people, you know, with no one around who just goes, uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, you want people to understand you. You can collaborate, create stuff together. You can't collaborate or create stuff if someone is always standing on the outside going, uh, whatever, and they're not willing to invest their interest in your reality experience. Or if they don't see the uh, value in the both of you sharing a reality experience together, a harmonic reciprocation, precipitation. Anyway, I'm about to go down into the, uh, the uh, underground here, and I will talk to you more later. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. It is now 1.04 in the p.m. Today is the 26th of March. can't believe how fast these days are flying by. Um, next month is going to be crazy. This Yachtly crew lots of shows. But I just want to say two things. First of all... Um, the upcoming podcast, unless it's out already, um, I'm going to feature my interview with Christoph in th- three different segments and my interview with Martin Schmidt in three different segments. And they're all going to be, I'm going to mix them. Um, now, having said that, there's something that I talk about um, in the episode. I don't know if you if you catch it. If we, I don't know if we actually catch the audio of it happening. Um, if we do, I believe that's magical. However, um, what happened was this was out in Napa. Um, there was a bookstore that was closed, and. In the window was a Salvador Dali coffee table book, which, of course, then reminded me of my own Salvador Dali coffee table books, which then reminded me of the coffee table book that I made recently called Sleepwalking Through an Obstacle Course um, on Amazon, self-published. So... um, I created that as a way to um, uh, it's always just been one of my dreams to have my own coffee table book out there so yeah so I saw that okay so let's we're turning back the hands of time now where I saw that Salvador Dali coffee table book in the in the bookstore that was closed that day and then um, when I go when I ended up going to the uptown 
No, that was in Monterey. That was in Monterey. Yeah, that was in Monterey, the Golden State Theater. Um, so, yeah, so when I went to talk to Cowboy, he told me that there's actually a Salvador Dali museum that's right down the street. I didn't know that. I saw the book in the, in the, in the, in the window, and I thought, wow, I would love to go into that old bookstore. Looks like one of those old bookstores, like a never-ending story or something. You just know that there's going to be something magical happening in there. This is the other thing that I wanted to say. Um, so there was that aspect. This is the other thing I want to say. Is that... Strangely... It's strangely... I think it was during one of the shows. I was out of town. Um, I glanced across the way from off my balcony. I can see the windows of my neighbors that are over there. And I saw someone kind of in the window. It looked like they were kind of like outlining the window. Maybe they were painting or something. I don't know. But then what happened was, um, like, I don't know. It was really short after that. It was, it was like a day after that or something. There was a, there's like right now, the curtain is open. The window is just there. There's a there's a table. There's a light on the table. It's it's like old stuff. It looks like old stuff. It it's like it looks like it's like I don't know, almost like furniture that would be placed in there as if it were just like a model home or um, a hotel or something. There's something just very curious about it. But I haven't seen a single soul walk around in there. That's what's so intriguing about this whole thing. I haven't seen a single person walking around in that apartment. The, the curtain is open. The window is there. The light is always on. And it's like brown furniture in there. It totally looks like... I don't know. So I've just been getting these ideas for movies. Like, one day I look over there, and bam, there's someone just sitting at the table staring out the window at me <laughs> you know i don't want to i don't want to manifest these kinds of things into reality but you know when i'm out on my balcony i do my best i don't know if i described this book to you before or not because uh, i can see there are two windows uh, across the way that, that go to these apartments that are like just across the way over my over my back fence and uh i do whatever i can when i'm out there just don't look in that direction i don't want these people to think that i'm like you know, keeping a watch on them. Um, so I usually turn my head towards the, um, you know, I'm usually in, sitting in the direction of the antenna tree um, or just just not looking that way. However, this is just such a stark contrast to what was there before the people who lived there before, I didn't even know that they had even moved out. They are just gone already. And these people had a lot of plants in that house. It seemed like those people had just, like, weren't even there that long at all. That's, that's another part of this conundrum. Is that they were there, they weren't even there that long. And I'm talking maybe the length of the, like, the quarantine or something. They are proud. I think they had just kind of moved in, like, during that time of the quarantine. Um, but now they're just gone. 
It's just a, it's just a very curious thing. And in, and, and in their place, and in place of what used to be a bunch of plants, is now like a very... It looks like a set piece, really. It looks like production design. Um, like a quiet place. I would expect to see a lot of bookshelves um, to complement the table that's in there. There's something else I was thinking about. Oh. Um, John and I have started brainstorming on something really exciting. John Garside and I. Um, so we shall see. We shall see what happens with those shenanigans as they unfold. By the way, if you happen to be uh, someone who sends off your movies to be played at film festivals and you've gotten frustrated because you haven't gotten any of your stuff in film festivals, or let's just say you've got uh, old, you know, crime-related uh, short films, mafia versus the FBI, cops and robbers, that, that type of stuff. If you have... Uh, any of those kinds of movies that you've created back in the day and you want some place to showcase them, we have a channel called Crimes and Capers. It's on Roku. It's doing really well on Roku. Roku, Fire TV, Apple TV. And you can uh, email those to us. Actually, here, do me do me a favor. Um, send an email. If you, got a, if you got something you want to show... On crimes and capers, email me at inspirato. Email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Just email me and say hi, okay? Don't send me any movies yet or anything. I just want to see if this works. If if my my beacon, so to speak, the message in the bottle that I'm putting out there actually is is opened and heard and considered. Um. See us inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. I'll talk to you in a little bit. I gotta go inside here. Hello. I was uh, just thinking about your painting while I was drinking this jug of burgundy. Uh, it's uh, from 1978. It's uh, very well uh, preserved and um, it's dark, kind of like the color of the painting that you did. Uh, so I was just uh, re- remembering the painting and, and thinking that I enjoyed it, and uh, I'm imagining it in the bottom of my glass right now. Um, I hope you enjoy your day, and I know I'll All right. I've just now exited from uh, CVS, picked up a big old thing of sugar. Uh, toothbrush, and I noticed some Pop-Tarts were on sale, so I got some of those, strawberry, strawberry. What I like to do is add peanut butter on top of the Pop-Tarts. Heck, anytime I have a granola bar, um, banana, there's just got to be peanut butter involved. And, uh, so, uh, I'm looking forward seeing oh that's what I want to get the sugar for that's what I wanted the sugar for um, because the bird uh, the uh, bird feeder the uh, hummingbird feeder 
out in the back, you got to clean that out probably every three days or so. And so uh, I had ran out of sugar. So now it's time to make another concoction for the hummingbirds. And then uh, today I'll be editing my book. And uh, I got to tell you, just with brainstorming with John Garside on this new project and helping him write this thing is like really exciting me to just go haywire and just start up my official I think I've I think three times probably three times in my life if I if I tried to uh, write up a uh, a screenplay or scenes uh, I've written scenes like in play format in the past some of my short stories are kind of like uh, in 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 a format like a play and there was a screenplay that I started a long time ago with my buddy Matt who I haven't talked to in a very long time Matt, Matthew Mojerzewski. Um he and I started up a screenplay long ago it was the first one and it was the idea of these two guys going out to Thailand because he had just gotten back from Thailand. He was telling me about what was going on out there. And so since all those images were fresh in his brain, I figured, okay, well, since those images are fresh in your brain, let's let's make that into a screenplay. Hello. What's up, guys? Hey. Um, so that's how... You know, that's how I started, basically, writing a screenplay, just going, all right, well, let's see what we got here. And the whole premise was going to be this guy who lives with his parents, and they're, um, uh, you know, kind of a rich guy. Kind of, if you think of the idea of, like, a uh, Dead Poet Society type of, that type of vibe. Um, with the one guy, uh, um, and the other guy is probably his old you know, some old friend of his or something who just tends to uh, get him into hijinks. They decide to go out to Thailand. And um, my buddy Matt was telling me about the tuk-tuks out there. So we are thinking about having a really cool tuk-tuk race going on. Um, a scene where the guy goes into a bathroom you know in one of these places that they check into and it turns out that there's just like all these cockroaches that are up in the ceiling just go they just spill through and I imagined a scene of like where you see in the background in different scenes and stuff you kind of see like on the news something about um and you don't really truly know what it is but there's something that kind of alludes to the idea of this particular oracle of sorts who is, um, you know, I don't know if this oracle sits on a bench. I don't know if this oracle is, like, in a, uh, uh, in a cave. I'm not certain where. But people go there, and this person is maybe they have like maybe they're 
Maybe they're born without legs or something, without arms or something. And but they got this like sort of a horn and it's the antenna. And so this person delivers them this high-tech information. So that was one of the first screenplays that I'd written. Another screenplay I'd written started out with a, a guy visiting the doctor's office. And it's as far as I got on that one. <laughs> but I've, I've written down so many ideas. And some of these screenplay ideas have just, like, like downloaded into my brain. Like a ton of bricks, just all at once. And, um... Just, wow. I mean, just fascinating. So, some of these, I've got the whole idea. Some of them just portions. Just scenes, little bits. But, um... I just think that, um... At some point, what's going to happen is uh, it's just going to come spilling through from wor- working with with John on writing this thing that we're working on. Um, I think it's inspiring me to go, all right, you know what? What the heck? Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it, man. Just do it. One thing I still need to do is... Um, do a TikTok about my QHHT experience with Rob Fronnebarger. I still must make that TikTok about that. I've got lots of little projects, little projects that are just spinning. Not to mention the Dos Lagos Film Festival. Um, If you've got a movie and you want to submit it, Go to filmfreeway.com slash Dos Lagos Film Fest. D-O-S-L-A-G-O-S Film Fest. Click on there and enter your concoction. It'll be October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd in the town of Corona and basically it's the same place oh this is the other thing that I want to tell you about oh yeah basically yeah it's the same place where we um, had Kapow the very first Kapow kitty kitty so this is the other thing that I want to say this is interesting that this just popped up right now as I was about to and this portion of the podcast. Um, so I don't know if you remember in a past episode on the podcast, I talked about, by the way, thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Thank you so much. On a former episode, I talked about found poetry. I talked about the idea of found poetry. Well, as I was walking through the street yesterday, to the sidewalk, carrying my groceries. I walked past this coffee shop as I was walking upon this, 
laying down on the ground was this what looked like a book here. And I walked past it, and I walked. I, I was a, almost a block away, and I turned around, and I said, no, I'm going to go get this thing. I'm going to see what the heck this is, because this is going to be a st- Do I want a story of where I passed it up, or do I want the story where I stopped and I picked it up and talked about it? So that's the story you're getting right now. This is called The Fabric of Events, 2013 Calendar by Mike Mills. Now... It's almost like a book of sorts. This says here in the, in the very beginning, here it says, traditionally in aviation, accident investigations focus on creating a chain of events to understand a crash, a number of actions and their effects in a singular con- contiguous order. When Air France Flight 447 crashed into the Atlantic Ocean in 2009, I was surprised to see the phrase fabric of events used, a new model that emphasized many sequences working simultaneously on different levels and directions with and against each other to make a particular moment in time possible. The idea of a historical fabric points to a non-hierarchical, non-linear way of understanding how moments, events, laws, things extend, uh, laws, events, things external and real, and things internal and subjective can shape our present story of who we are and how we love and are alone, how we are controlled and attempt to be free, and our relationship to different kinds of people and plants and animals. The entries here were pulled and edited from sites like Wikipedia and About.com. The images were culled from Google image searches. Mike Mills, Summer 2012, Los Angeles. So as I open up, each, each page is a different, has a different date on it. And halfway through, it becomes a calendar. Starting January 1st, Tuesday. Shows no date on it, just shows January 1st, Tuesday. But this first page that I open up to after the thing I just read to you is a very, what do you call it? You know, like how Lichtenstein, you know, that painter, how he, you know, like in the old comics, how the, um, it was like, it was almost like dots, a series of dots. It was just not fully colored, it was like dots. This is kind of like that. So imagine this kind of thing. It's a photo of a lot of a skirmish. Looks like there's a guy holding a gun. It says down here, March 30th, 1981, the Reagan assassination attempt occurred just 69 days into the presidency of Ronald Reagan. While leaving a speaking engagement at the Washington Hill Hotel in Washington, D.C., President Reagan and three others were shot and wounded by John Hinckley Jr. Ultimately, nobody was killed in the attack, though Press Secretary James Brady was left paralyzed and permanently disabled. Hinckley was found not guilty by reason of insanity and remains confined to a psychiatric facility. Hinckley's motivation behind the attack was his obsession with actress Jodie Foster. While living in Hollywood in the late 1970s, he saw the film Taxi Driver at least 15 times, apparently identifying strongly with Travis Bickle, the lead character. So each of these pages is a different thing and a different date, mind you. I flip that page, now all of a sudden it's another sort of like, not pixelated, but just dots, close-up of what looks like from your book photo. It says here, spring 1959. And it's a little tiny. This is, by the way, mind you, the, 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 the image that I talked to earlier takes up two pages. It goes across, across two pages, and there's little notes on, this, on, the, on the page, the same page that it said March 30th, 1981. This one is just a little square of a little person looking off to the left. 
And on the right side of the page, it says spring 1959. Bottom bottom of the of the page says, at the age of 17, Lou Reed's parents sent him to psychiatrist to be cured of, quote, homosexual feelings and alarming mood swings, unquote. Reed was referred to Creedmoor State Psychiatric Hospital for electroshock treatment three times a week for eight weeks. After finishing the course of treatment, he was put on strong tranquilizers. Um, I'm going to read this last one to you. This shows a uh, same same dot format, a big uh, VHS tape. This is like, brrr, like it's blown up, but it's just like dots, grain, like grain kind of, but really just dots. Um, and this goes across two pages. At the top of the right page here, it says August 23rd, 1977. Here's what it says at the bottom of the page. In 1971, JVC engineers Yuma Shirashi and Shizo Takano led the effort in developing the VHS tape format. JVC originally collaborated with Sony Corporation and Matushita Electric, a.k.a. Panasonic in Japan, in building a home video standard for the Japanese consumer. Soon after, Sony and Matsuhuma broke away from the collaboration effort in order to work on video recording formats of their own. Sony started working on Betamax, while Matushita started working on VX. By the end of 1971, JVC produced an internal document titled VHS Development Matrix, the document listed 12 objectives in building a home video recording unit. Suddenly, the commercial video recording industry in Japan took a financial hit. As a result, JVC cut its budgets and restructured its video division, even going as far as shelving the VHS project. However, despite the lack of funding for the VHS project, Takano and Shirashi continued to work on the project in secrecy. By 1973, the two engineers successfully produced a functional prototype. The first VCR to use VHS was the Victor HR3300, introduced by the president of JVC at the Okura Hotel on September 9, 1976. The United States received its first VHS-based VCR, the RCA VPT-200, on August 23, 1977. So this is pretty cool. So I found this thing, and this is, you know, as I, as definitely, it's, it's found poetry. So a third of it is photos like that and little descriptions. Another third of it is the calendar. Then the last third is notes. On every single page says notes. Now this is what it says on the very last page here. Very last page. It says here, The Thing Quarterly. Issue 18, Mike Mills. Editors, Will Rogan and John Hershend. Assistant Editor, Sarah Simon. Graphic Designer, Mike Mills. Layout, McFadden and Thorpe. Photo Editor, Lenny Gonzalez. Box Design and Production, Julian Mar Marin. Copy Editor, Sumeya Bendemurad. Research, research Assistant to Mike Mills, Aaron Beckham. Editorial Assistant, Magnolia Mulcan. Printed in Canada by the Prolific Group Issue, assembled in San Francisco, California. The Thing Quarterly is a periodical in the form of an object. It's like a magazine, except that each issue is conceived of by a different contributor and then published on a useful object. So that's pretty cool. So the issue, this issue, number 18 of The Thing Quarterly... The name of this issue must be, this must be the name of the issue, The Fabric of Events, 2013 Calendar, Mike Mills. Now it's up to me to go research this stuff. It might be interesting if this is Mike Mills, who used to be in REM. Because I know there's a Mike Mills. 
I would love to be a part of this thing quarterly. Oh my god, I would love to do this. I don't know how many pages, let's see. Forty-seven pages times two. Because that's whole page. Ninety-something pages. Ninety-four pages. There was no, like, really any front stuff necessarily. Wow. I could do a forty-seven page thing. Looking at this. And this is like... It's amazing. Wow. Fabric of Events, 2013 calendar, Mike Mills. Look it up. Tell me what you discover. I thought of a, a great name for a character. Reinhold Hughesbind. Reinhold Hughesbind. And Hughesbind is spelled H-U-S-B-A-N-D. So a lot of people call him husband. It's like, no, I am not a husband. I'm Hughesbind. I'm Reinhold Hughesbind. Pleasure to meet you. I'm Reinhold. Reinhold Hughesbind. By the way, it is uh, 6.42 in the PM right now. It is 3.26, 2022. And I want to let you know that the curtains on the apartment across the way are closed so I didn't I don't see any shadows in there the light is on all the time like I said it just looks like it's like if you're in a museum and and, and they have these dioramas sort of set up like oh this is the desk that Richard Nixon sat in you know, or this is Abraham Lincoln's log cabin, you know, and they set it up. It's kind of what that feels like over there. This is starting to make me think of a uh, movie that was out there, which I never saw. And in fact, I've probably mentioned it before on this podcast, but I've never seen it. I've only heard about it, so I need to do my research now. Um, let's see. Let's do the research. Let's do the research. Okay, so the, the idea is that it's a movie, um, spy, um, spy of an artist. Something like this. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. A movie about... A, so, someone spying on an artist next door. Something like that. Something like that. Disturbia? No. Is it called Next Door? Huh. Artist Next Door? No. No. Huh. 
upstairs, upstairs. I'm an artist. Let's try that, upstairs. Hmm. can't find it if you know what this movie is please let me know but the idea was basically that there's this spy who is ordered by the government to spy on this particular artist because they thought that this artist had some kind of secrets or i don't know if the artist was a part of some kind of you know underground resistance movement or something they're collecting data on this on this guy and what happens is the spy ends up empathizing in really liking the mind of this artist that they were sent to spy on. And so they start seeing sort of the errors in their own ways, I guess, or in the ways of the, the their employer. And uh, so, yeah, maybe it's one of those things. Across the way there, maybe some organization is just like, let's spy on this artist. But But then again, why would I want to invite that kind of reality in there? I would like to become friends with that person. So let's say, for instance, if I want to shoot a movie, they can shoot. we can shoot scenes on my balcony. That would be pretty cool, right, wouldn't it? There's also the, there are also these people. Um, I've documented them in TikToks in the past. There's, there's like way across the way. Not really far, but I would say just the next block over. Two blocks over. Two blocks over. Um... There's this building where this this guy and his friends go out on the roof of the building sometimes, and they'll shoot scenes. And um, uh, they they've done like this funny thing where one of them is dressed up as Darth Vader, and they're like two or three stormtroopers like running along. And it turns out that they were up on the roof. That was the big reveal, and so I recorded these stormtroopers and Darth Vader up there, and uh, put it on TikTok with some crazy soundtrack. I thought that that was so cool. So wouldn't that be awesome to shoot a scene? I could become friends with those guys and be like, okay, let's shoot a scene up there. I'll shoot it from way back here. You know, heck, if you got a drone, how cool would that be? If I go from here, way over there. Huh. Or them way over there, way over here. So it could come in handy, couldn't it? Hmm. Hmm. Like, I had frequently thought about this idea about shooting a movie in my apartment complex because there's, like, um, a bridge that goes between the building. Like, if you look at it from a bird's eye view, it looks like an eight or, I'd like to say, infinity. Like a square, but, like, right in the middle there is a bridge that where, you know, if you walk across the bridge, it's just wide open out there. But you... but. Everybody, everybody's apartment faces the inside of this, like where this bridge is. And uh, so I frequently thought, wow, that wouldn't it be cool to get to get everybody like shooting a movie, and you got a drone or something that's like, okay, here's a here's a scene that's going on in this apartment, and then and it backs up and it goes upstairs, right? Oh, and then it goes into this, goes into this room, and it shows what's going on in there. So, wow, that'd be so cool. That would be like a great effect that you could use for someone who does remote viewing. You 
show them going and thinking and go and all of a sudden be, and they're sent to that place. Wow. Wow. Might be cool if you could if if you could edit together a series of drones like that. Like each drone is sort of like a re- on a relay from from picking up where the other drone left off, and you just do a time lapse so fast, where the one drone goes right to the edge of its of where it can go. It's still recording, and then but then the other drone picks up right from there, continues recording, and all the way over to let's say like Sri Lanka or something like that. So someone could actually remote view. You get a movie like that where they're seeing this completely far away other place. Pretty interesting. So, yeah, so there's that. Hmm. Hmm. Also, I'm still reading this um, Mr. Rogers book. Very, very good. It's, it's so good. It's all about kindness. All this kindness. So good. Ensemble. He worked like an ensemble. He's just like Andy Kaufman. All this stuff that he did when he was a little kid with puppets, that's what he ended up doing on his show. And, you know, coming up with music. He came up up with all these operas. Wouldn't it be cool to put on these operas? Wouldn't that be great if we came out CDs, albums of his music? He's got so much music he's created. So... Just wanted to let you know that. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. I will undoubtedly be back with more. Uh, oh, by the way, the uh, meeting with Gio and friends went very well. So I will let you know more about that invention as things evolve. Because it's a pretty big doozy. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. It is now 1.21 in the p.m. Uh, today's the 27th. I'm out here at this awesome vegan fest that's been going on out here. It's going to be going on until 7. And uh, I'm standing in front of a truck here called Plant Power. I'm out here with Jenny and uh, Mike. They're over there at a place called Verger, guys. So I'm waiting to pick up my food here. And it's great. I always love these kinds of fairs. Of sorts. Growing up in Carol Stream, we had the, I think it was called Taste, no, not Taste of Carol Stream, Cream of Carol Stream. They had the Taste of Chicago, Cream of Carol Stream. They used to always have these kinds of fests at very, in various small towns. There's something that happened in Naperville called the Naperville's Last Fling, which happened um, the last, uh, what, month of summer, I think. They'd always have bands out there and stuff. But I always love these kinds of things where, you know, sometimes it's those town carnivals. Um, but here it's like they blocked off two, two blocks here and there's, there's a whole vegan extravaganza going on out here. Oh yeah. You call Kurt? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. There we go. There we go. So I got some, um, nuggets here. Looking forward to sharing with these, these fine people. Hello, I got my nuggets. Do you want to you want to taste one as an appetizer? Nuggies. Did you try one yet? No, not yet. Because I'm holding this. Here. Go ahead. Go ahead and try it. Go ahead and christen it. Go ahead and christen it. 
I got the I got BBQ sauce here. BBQ, it's gonna go close up with that sound. That's for you. Thank you. Oh, this is the AS. Oh, that's so good. Rich and ripe. Listen to the crack. That's for the ASMR portion. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Good. How's that treat the taste bud? Oh good. Is it hot? Is it burning up like a firecracker? No, it's really good. Yeah. Good, Mike. Go ahead. Close-ups, yeah, the close-ups, you gotta get the close-up sound. Barbecue sauce is good, too. Oh, yeah. And what did you guys order? I think we're just gonna try a burger, and then you can, oh. you can try some of mine. Oh, great, thank you. Should I go find a, a spot to sit or something? What are your thoughts? Sure. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go find a spot to sit. All right. Um, I guess you just pick, pull up a curb. Just pull up a curb, really, is what it's all about. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna eat this. I'll be right back. I need to ask now, so are you even real? I need to ask now, so are you even real, I need to ask now, so are you even real, I need to ask now, so are you even real, I need to ask now, so are you even real, I need to ask now, so are you even real? I need to ask now, so are you even real? I need to ask now, so are you even real? I need to ask now, so are you even real? I need to ask now. So are you even real? So Jen, what was your favorite thing today to have at the vegan fest? Uh, everything was very good. Um, those tacos. Uh, I had some of those mushroom tacos. Oh yes, yes. And then the um, burger and the fries oh, and the yeah. Thai iced tea. Man, I wish I could fit it all in my belly, but it's too much. Mike, what were your thoughts about the vegan food? It was pretty good. Surprising. Surprising? You've had vegan food before. <laughs> so you're just so you're it's you're still new to tasting the the like delicious vegan food I've had good and bad gotcha have you ever had a bad cheeseburger <laughs> I feel like burgers yes are yes I have um burgers are all the same except for when they're made of mushrooms 
That's true. There are mushroom burgers. That's true. <laughs> to you. And now there were, and now I'm realizing that you can have uh, chips made out of cauliflower. Yeah, that was pretty, yeah, that's actually my biggest takeaway from today. The cauliflower chips are Which is interesting. Good. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier when we were we were discussing like the various kinds of things that maybe you could ferment to turn into a wine yep. or a mead type of uh, an ale, you know, maybe a fine fully croissant pilsner. Um, so here we are talking about those various things that you could that you could create into different things, and we just came across some, you know, cauliflower chips. That's intriguing. Yeah, really good. I mean, then then you should be able. I mean, this starts making me think about all of the kind of plants that are out there, all the different kind of, um, you know, vegetables that you could. Smushed together in a, in a in a special way, so it um, it becomes like a hamburger, or it becomes like a chip, for instance, or what have you. Um, Just stick it in a food processor and then mold it to the shape of your choice. Mm. <laughs> mold it to the shape of your choice. Yeah. You want nuggets made of carrots? We could do that. We can do it. You yeah. want it? We got it. You demanded it. We have it. What other kinds of foods would you like to see in vegan form, Mike? Hmm, ribs. Oh, I saw something interesting today. Uh, Bone-in chicken wings, vegan style. Bone-in chicken wings. Yeah, how does that work? Bone thing tastes. Well, Jenny's theory is it's a stick. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But why don't you just have boneless well, chicken they wings? Should, heck, why don't they just make it like a cauliflower stick so you can eat it too? Oh, you know? that would be interesting. You know, if they got like yeah. that kind of, or maybe the stick is like a spear of, of a carrot or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that would be it's smart. easy because you're just molding the processed food around in, it. Yeah, around it. That would be interesting. Wow like those uh remember those gummy uh hamburgers yeah from like oh trolley hamburgers yes yes i love those i love those and the every one was a different color oh my god i love those yeah it's like that but with vegan food (laughs) wow that was great they'd make gum like that too didn't they have didn't they do something like that with gum like i almost want to say candy is like the most creative food substance i feel like jeez again i didn't like every shape and color you got like cotton candy which is just wisps of it yeah uh well gummy you've got the freaking um powder you've got pop rocks it's like yeah. every single form you could possibly have mm-hmm. candy i could just do that to make vegan food i mean gosh i would love to I would love to have a vegan candy company. I mean, Willy Wonka, yeah. a vegan. Isn't most candy, candy vegan except for like no. chocolate? Well, I no. think like. Oh, and gummies. No gummy bears. Gummy I think those are. Candy. That's the ground up horse hoof, right? Yeah, they can make gummy. Uh, yeah, they vegan have gummies. vegan gummies. But like, besides chocolate, besides chocolate and gummies, what's not vegan? Candy wise. Oh. oh. Some of the coloring. Uh. Oh. Okay. Really? You know, it's so interesting, Jen. What do you think vegans would consider chemicals okay? 
in their philosophy? It depends on where they came from or how they're. I feel like that's more of an. I mean, well, let's say, let's say if it was like some kind of thing, like like you know, you hear about these different things like maltodextrin or yellow number yeah. five. These things that um, are you know, yes, maybe they're not made with animals. However, they could be harmful to your body. So, what do you think? How does that fit into? It just depends on what your beliefs are. Yeah. Overall. Stuff is linked to behavioral issues and yes, fertility issues, and so it's just kind of your own personal belief what you want to put in your body. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it would be cool. Like you know, I've heard different things about soy throughout throughout times, tofu or whatever. I don't know, same thing, I guess. Um, I've heard about that, uh, and what do you think would be a good substitute for soy? You know, I mean, there's that old, they say that guys could possibly grow breasts by eating no, soy. I mean, is that true? because if that was true, then all the surgeons would go out of business because women would be eating a ton of tofu to get bigger boobs. That's true. That's true. Why do you suppose it happens to the men? It doesn't. That's a, that's oh. a, you have to eat like, you have to eat it like all day, every day in order mm. for it to like really affect your body, like huge amounts of it. So what, what do you think would be a good uh, substitute for soy or tofu products? If someone was afraid of growing, a man who was anything, afraid of growing bread. Anything with pea protein, they use that. Almonds, uh, cashews. Almonds. <laughs> Maybe they make cashew cheese out there. Please tell us more about your vegan <laughs> Like, I made uh, cashew ricotta one time. That was pretty good. There we go. You made what? Cashew ricotta. Cashew ricotta. The other thing within that formula is discovering what plants take less water to water. You know, what what things take less time to? Because I think was it was it avocado or not avocados? Almonds? Isn't it true that the almond tree takes like a whole bunch of water yeah, for those things? Not really so like imagine. Well, so I'm imagining like okay, so with something like that, I feel like I'd be on a lookout for the for the foods that. No, it's. I think it's, no, it's cashews. cashews. That's cashews. Oh, cashews. table they should say from hand to table well i think uh oat milk is more sustainable in what way because oats are not oats are more abundance yeah oh right right it's cheaper it doesn't use as much water it's like a what a less what do you call it less not 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 a high maintenance thing really yeah can't think of the word but yeah so oats well geez you can make oats into burgers and stuff then i don't know couldn't you I don't. I mean, you can make I mean, anything into anything. If they I make just, like oat groom, granola bars, they could probably. Yeah. But would it taste good? Is the real you question. Can add I'm sure. To the patty, just to kind of beef it up, but I don't know if it would. It might taste kind of weird. What's also uh, what I love is pretzel bread. Oh, I love yeah. pretzel bread. Pretzel bread is awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
just the way that it tastes is like so good. Yeah. It totally makes a difference. Yeah. So it would be interesting to uh, so it would be interesting to uh, see what other kinds of things are out there that you could just sculpt sculpt into edible things. How much do you think those carts there had to pay to rent their spot, Jen? Uh, I don't know, probably a couple hundred bucks or something. Do you notice they all had similar signs? Yeah. I liked how some of the trucks were decorated, though. It was cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was wondering about those signs, like if that's something that maybe the... Uh, you know, itself, yeah, if they're like, yeah. okay, you've got to have, like, yeah, signs that are easy probably. to read or something. Um, but I'd want, like, pictures, and then I'd want to have, like, you know, it has this on the burger. Yeah. So you know, yeah. Because then that's going to get you to want to buy it more if you yes. see right away, okay, it's got cheese, lettuce, tomato. Yeah, that's such a smart idea when they mm. got what it looks like up there. Because yeah. you're seeing it. Pictures, especially, that really helps people um, choose what they want. That'd be awesome if you started working at that animal sanctuary. Yeah. Like, how cool, cool is that? That just makes sense. It makes so much sense. I mean, the, did you see how quick she was She was to say yes? She's like, yeah. yes, yes, we are hiring. We are, yes. <laughs> like, she was excited about it. Yeah. Jenny. Oh, my gosh, Jenny. That'd be so cool. Oh. I could adopt a cow. Oh, gosh, that would be awesome. You'd have all these kind of animal friends out there. I could come out and play music for them. <laughs> Bring my ukulele. Yeah. Philly Ocean just got me Hug a new a cow. Yeah. Oh yeah, Philly just got you that. Oh, you just got me a new uh, kazoo. So it's a tin. <laughs> it's a tin kazoo. Oh. <clears throat> and it's um, it's really loud. I've never had a, a tin <laughs> kazoo before, so I was so excited. Like, I mean, it just carries the sound. It reverberates so well. That thing is just. Oh my gosh, it's powerful. I mean, I'm sure you could <laughs> probably. Oh, stage. so so during uh, during uh, call me Al, where it goes, I brought it out. I put it up next to the oh microphone, and I'm going, and then uh, Rob looks over at me, he gives, he shakes his head, and he gives me this like stink eye. You know, like, don't do that. Like, why are you doing that? You know, it's like. So I got to figure out how to. But it's probably much louder to you guys than, you know, the audience. Right. So yeah. So to him, it's like, you know, this annoying noise. But I'm sure to the audience, they're like, yeah. Yeah, right, right. More kazoo. Yeah. I thought, gosh, they would be so funny, you know? It's just like another little added yeah. thing to the show. <laughs> they do a solo with you playing your kazoo. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I would love that. I gotta figure out a way to sneak that in for sure. Is this guy actually the Ferrini of these Land Rovers? I don't know. He's just a collector. He collects them. Yeah, he's just collecting Land Rovers. Hello, hello, Kurt. This is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films Under the Flowers, and I just wanted to call and let you know that wonderful things have been happening since the Kapow. Film Festival. Uh, 
lots of people interested and looks like we are going to have a third season so I'm very thankful and and wanted to let you guys know and pass on the good vibes and um, also loving the show completely and I I, kind of like even though you haven't asked I'm going to do like the whole you know thing that I'm going to do in a minute which is this is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio that was terrible so I'll do another one this is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio. That's about as good as it's probably going to get today. Anyway, I hope to talk to you in the future. Also love the fact that I'm discovering as I listen that you're... It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an a palm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to t- t- do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, here it come alms playing Brahms and prom. And how soon do you think you to t- t- do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam to the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom diatoms glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of psalms and rhymes and roms. And how soon do you think you'll do it again?